guys. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. We are in uh, we're in the Nashville studio, Blaze TV. Uh, Jason Whitlock has it good in here, and uh, he's uh, given me the opportunity to come in and be a squatter uh, this week in his uh, studio. So uh, it's Monday's Hangover. We're going to get to some stuff that we did not get to yesterday. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, yesterday's show with uh, John Rich and let me tell you, these guys, getting to spend some time with them out here in Nashville, there's a ton of stuff going on that uh, I'm really excited about. When we talk about parallel economy, parallel culture, parallel entertainment, all of these things, it's good stuff. I um, still don't have a voice. We're going on three weeks now, no voice. So you guys, uh, if you're worried about me, say a little prayer, but I promise you, I'm f- I feel fine. I feel fine. It's just uh, a lot of travel, a lack of sleep, and there may be a little tequila involved. It's good to be back with you guys. Uh, I was in San Diego. Let me tell you, California does not know how to throw a hurricane. They don't. Um, but I will say this. I did uh, four packed out shows there in uh, at the Comedy Store in La Jolla. And we wound up having to cancel Sunday night show because we just didn't know what Hurricane Hillary was going to do. Turns out Hillary, she doesn't blow. She sucks. Uh, it did... The weathermen in San Diego do not know how to tell the weather. They were wrong across the board. Um, and uh, they called it a hurricane. In 49 other states, it's actually called rain. Uh, I think the weather, I think the wind finally got up to about 20 miles an hour at about 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock uh, that night, uh, uh, Sunday night. We survived, though. It was good. Great series of shows. And, um, you know, my the worry that I had, some of you were watching on social media, the worry that I had was the water. They just simply don't know what to do with the water. And I think in the space of about six hours, Southern California got as much rain as they typically get in an annual rainfall. So it was it was no problem. I uh, I got out of there. Monday morning yesterday at 345, the Uber was waiting to pick me up, take me to the airport. Boom, we got out of there. And uh, here we are. We're in Nashville. So I'm glad to be with you guys uh, from here. And a special thanks to everybody that, that set it up that we could do this. All right. You guys, Brandon, Joe, you guys are there in the mothership. Y'all are at the helm driving us into the nether regions of all things insanity. You guys doing good? Everybody, oh. everybody working it out? Oh, crushing. You know, not used to being up this early, but we're crushing. Yeah, we're early. We're, people who are watching the show regular time, they don't understand. We are up. We are, we are crack of dawn. Yeah. It is literally 9 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Central time, Texas time, although I'm in Nashville. But uh, we got a lot of stuff to get into. Brandon, I don't know if you're keeping up with, uh, I think Joe Biden has finally made it to Maui. Yeah, I think he finally got there. Uh, he was on vacation when the Maui fires hit. And then uh, after the Maui fires were put out and there's, I don't know, something like 865 people missing, Joe Biden, uh, while they were sorting things out, I, I understand that Joe didn't need to jump on Air Force One and take an entourage and a motorcade and block everything while they're in you know, relief efforts and rescue efforts. And I said that you know, the other day. He didn't need to just go straight to Maui, uh, give them time to deal with, with what they got to deal with. But, but isn't it a bad take when you decide to take off and go on another vacation from your vacation? You, 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 give, a bun- you, you give a bunch of uh, you know, no comments, or I'm not going to comment on that, to the press when they ask about the president's response to uh, Maui. But 
to go on another vacation, and not just a vacation. He went to Lake Tahoe, where he stayed in the home of a major a Democrat investor uh, there. Uh, was a billionaire. I mean, so why not go, go stay in the spare bedroom? But he's finally made it to Maui. And um, the the nonsense that uh, just comes from that absolutely continues on that. Before we get into the clip, let me just do a little little tech check here. You guys heard me okay there in the mothership. You guys got me, right? We got you loud and clear. Brandon, you good? Mm-hmm. All right, good, because I, I was going out in my ear there for a second. Um, play for me. Let's get into a clip here. I want to play a clip, and let's uh, <laughs> let's play clip number nine. Play it, Brandon. And right now, the Maui community is helping the Maui community. And I'm, I'm really, I'm, it's really affected me because where is the president? He decides to come here this week to come here next week. I mean, like, where, where, aren't we Americans too? Like, we're part of the United States, but why are we not, why are we getting put in the back pocket? Why are we being ignored? <laughs> All right, I'm going to chalk that clip up to some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Uh, so this girl's crying, uh, and she's she's on she's on this interview, and she's wanting to know where is the president? Where is Joe Biden? Now I, I've told you guys before, the president. I don't care if it's Trump, I don't care if it's Biden, I don't care if it's Obama. Let me be clear, I don't care if they resurrect Ronald Reagan. They're not coming to your house to save you. I understand that the presence of a president in the face of a natural disaster can be comforting to the American people. At least it should be. I don't know that I would receive any comfort by Joe Biden being there. <laughs> I mean, I'd just be hoping the guy doesn't, you know, trip over himself and start another fire. But the this this weeping and, and gnashing of teeth over Joe being there, uh, guys. I hope that you realize Joe's not going to save you from anything, for several reasons. One, let me remind everybody that the the state of Hawaii, which represents about four electoral votes, the state of Hawaii is uh, they voted sixty five percent for Joe Biden. They are a blue state, um, and. I, you don't you don't want people to have to go through a tragedy in order to open their eyes to understand that what they voted for is now what they're getting and they're seeing the uh, the fruit of their decision. But they're quite literally seeing the fruit of their decision. Uh, they put a, a horrible human being uh, into the presidency and Hawaii for for whatever you want to talk about you know the the legitimacy of elections whatever you want to talk about i'm just saying hawaii has consistently voted blue and they got what they voted for uh, they, they voted for a guy who lacks response time, lacks insight, lacks the ability to lead, uh, to just be present. Even when he's there, he's still not present. Uh, and the people of Hawaii are now, they've got some pretty strong things to, uh, to say about that. Um, play the clip where the... Uh, where the uh, motorcade is coming in. Uh, well, actually, play clip number 16, Brandon. (laughs) 
Joe's walking down the street. He's surveying the destruction from the fire. And um, they're chanting, let's go, Brandon. Now, that might be the only 17 Republicans in Maui. I don't know. But it's funny that those are the ones who showed up and they're chanting, let's go, Brandon. Um, you, you You would hope, you would hope that people would wake up, and as we head into the 2024 primaries and ultimately the election, they would wake up and say, you know, um, this guy has not been good for the nation, but he's definitely not been good for the state of Hawaii. I mean, this is how this guy faces you know, tragedy and disaster. He goes on multiple vacations. He's on vacation whenever it happens. And then for the period of time before he comes out there to visit, while they're still cleaning it up, he goes on another vacation. The issue is this. The guy has been on more vacations and had more vacation days than any president in the history of the United States up to this point in their presidency. He has he, he's spent an entire year of his presidency, 370-something days that were basically vacation days. This guy's not present. He's not there. So, yeah, let's go, Brandon. I'm all about that. Uh, I'm glad they're I'm glad they're giving it for him, giving it to him. I mean, I, we've got, you know, I had a clip. I, you can go to my social media and go to Twitter, at Watch Chad. There's, um, and on my Instagram, same name, at Watch Chad. We've got clips there of, of the motorcade coming through, and people are saying, hey, he's finally here, and they're giving him the finger. I mean, they're, they're giving the finger to the motorcade. So will that translate into maybe Hawaii turning, you know, a little more red as we head into 2024? Um, I'm going to go ahead, Brandon, and say it's not. <laughs> they're not going to go red. They're going to continue to vote for their own destruction. They're going to. Um, it, it's, it's a weird self-fulfilling prophecy, the, these blue states and these blue cities. Take Hawaii, take the fire away. Look at New York City. New York City cannot handle being a sanctuary city. They, they're begging for relief. They're begging for relief. They can't handle it. They, they, you know, they, I mean, at this point in time, Mayor Eric Adams is asking to shut the borders. They, they need a stronger border because they can't handle all the people that are there. In Massachusetts, the governor is asking residents and hotel owners, residents, to open their homes to illegal migrants and and house them. Uh, <laughs> this, folks, is not going to end well for anybody. I, I, I tell you another thing that's just absolutely alarming is um, when we're talking about this, Border Patrol is now seeing over 800% increase in Chinese illegal immigrants at the southern border since 2022. So in the last year, just in the last year, 800% in, I didn't say Mexicans, I didn't say Hondurans, I didn't say El Salvadorans, I didn't say Panamanians, not, not Argentines, Chinese immigrants. I don't know where that wormhole is that goes from Beijing to Juarez, but they're getting there. And and the, the, the crucial fact, the strategically crucial fact, is they're being brought there. They're being brought there. So uh, we still have, you know, however many more months left in 2023. But these folks, these encounters are absolutely dwarfing encounters with Chinese in previous years. We've, we've always had, you know, Chinese being encountered at the southern border. But this is insane. So, from October 2022 to July 
2023, just last month, 17,984 encounters with illegal Chinese migrants. Where are they coming from? Where are they coming from? That number was just 2,176 for all the fiscal year of 2022. That's an 826% increase from 2,000 to almost 18,000. Guys, we are screwed. We are screwed. You vote Joe Biden or whoever they put up. I mean, God forbid uh, Joe drops dead of an aneurysm, which hate to say it could actually happen. God forbid you wind up with a Kamala Harris, which Kamala Harris will never be elected president of the United States. But let's say you wind up with some fool like Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom will be 10 times worse than Joe and Kamala combined. Uh, God forbid you wind up with a Pete Buttigieg. Can you imagine? I just saw an article yesterday that talked about how great Pete Buttigieg would be as president of the United States. That guy's still got a baby sucking on his tit. There's not even any milk. He can't produce milk. But he's going to be president of the United States. They're already warming the American public up for this idea that, that a guy like Pete Buttigieg should run the nation. He can't run the busing system. He couldn't run Fort Wayne, Indiana. So, please, God, uh, can you imagine how bad the border issue will be? America will have a very hard time surviving another Democrat. When you consider what we have here, I'm not talking about, because, again, on the, on, the, on the progressive Democrat side, there, there's no, uh, there are no traditional liberals anymore. I mean, the closest thing you might have would be an RFK Jr. You, you're not going to have that. They don't, those guys don't exist. And RFK Jr. doesn't have a shot in hell of getting anywhere close to the presidency running on the Democrat ticket or on any ticket for that sake, uh, for that matter. But, uh, you know, here we are. Here we are. America's not going to survive another four years with this type of progressive ideology. 826% increase in encounters with Chinese illegals at the southern border of the United States. They didn't walk here, they were brought here. That should scare you. All right, guys, listen, uh, we're going to go to a break. Cleaning guns is one of those necessary hassles in life. Uh, a lot of people don't do it, and your gun just has gook and nasty stuff on it. It's a dirty job, but you got to do it. you got the traditional patches. They're messy. They're inefficient. you got the rope cleaning elements like the boar snake. They use a two-color pattern, which hides the dirt when it comes through the barrel. It's not a good option. Fortunately, I like to use a brand new solution, which is Barrel Buddy. So Barrel Buddy, is uh, it compresses to fill the interior gun's barrel. It makes sure to clean the rifling grooves as it goes through, and it comes in seven different sizes, so it will match any caliber firearm you may own. So it's composed of polymers that don't leave behind the residual particles. So it's safer as well. That's an amazing concept. It scrubs. It collects particulates. It absorbs any remaining residue. It buffs the interior surface clean. You can even lubricate your firearm while you're cleaning it. So cleaning your guns is a really important step and being a responsible gun owner, I recommend Barrel Buddy. It's a totally new concept. It's a better way to take care of your firearm. It's safer as well. So I want you to get some today, and I promise you're going to love them. Go to BarrelBuddy.com. That's BarrelBuddy.com. We'll be right back. All right. Um... Good Lord, I, you know, I, I don't want to get away from this Maui thing because it's such a microcosm of what what the nation is going through. Now, ima imagine, imagine, God forbid, imagine with me if there was a 
an EMP. Let's say the Russians, you know, detonate an EMP off the eastern seaboard, or the Chinese did one off the western seaboard of the United States. I mean, it would be tragic, be horrible. Imagine if that uh, Chinese spy balloon that floated, you know, across of our, you know, our military installations and some top secret places, and, and God knows what they collected before it got over the eastern seaboard, and you know, they finally shot it down. What if that had been carrying an EMP? We would be thrust into oblivion. I mean, this would be the dark ages. This would be apocalyptic. This would be the downfall of America. Imagine if a person like Joe Biden and his administration were the ones who were in charge when a national tragedy happened. It didn't just affect Maui, but it affected 320 million Americans. The fact that they're incapable of, of just putting forward a strong face and voice when it comes to managing a tragedy like the wildfire of Maui, how ill-equipped are they to be able to handle something that happened on a national scale? Guys, and I don't know that anybody out there would truly know what to do if something of that magnitude happened, but I have to believe, I have to believe that there's got to be a better solution than Joe Biden. There's got to be a better solution than, you know, uh, his woke agenda and his progressive staff and cabinet. I mean, look, let's look. We've had cocaine in the White House. <laughs> Probably not the first time we've had cocaine in the White House, but why are we talking? Why do we have to talk about that? Then you find out they're smoking weed in the White House last September and last July. Then you got moobs or boobs or whatever the hell they are. Um, on, the, on the White House lawn for the 4th of July celebration. Uh, we're looking at bribery scandals that, that are just growing exponentially. You have a banana republic attempt to try to prosecute with multiple indictments your, uh, your political uh, adversary in Donald Trump. The, the, the fact that these guys are after control and power and they're willing to screw you, screw your freedoms and trash the Constitution in order to do it with so many of the tyrannies that are out there, the governmental tyranny, the, the judicial tyranny, educational tyranny, medical tyranny, the corporate tyranny, all of these things, all the things they're willing to use against you. And the list goes on. Imagine if they're the ones in charge when a major national crisis were to happen. They're, they're, they're not, it's not that they're ill-equipped. They are, but it's not just that. But they don't care about you. They don't care if you live or die. If you look at, well, let's play a clip. I want to go to seven here, Brandon. But if you, if you, if you, look, at the, if you look at the response, the people of Maui, I mean, they're not, they're not stupid. They see the lack of response. They see the lack of, of, of at least vocal leadership that's there. And uh, play clip number seven. And right now, the Maui community is helping the Maui community. And I'm, I'm really, I'm, it's really affected me because where is the president? He decides to come here this week to come here next week. I mean, like, where, where? where Aren't we Americans too? Like we're part of the United States, but why are we not? Why are we getting put in the back pocket? Why are we being ignored? Now, why did you see that clip again? Because I, I think you missed what she said the first go around. When she says, "Aren't we Americans too?" 
You know, we're being put in the back pocket. Yeah, yeah, we're a Pacific Island. We're not part of the mainland. We're not part of the, you know, the 48 uh, contiguous United States. But they're still a state. I mean, they're they're still part of America. They're just as much, uh, you know, patriotic Americans. They bleed their version of red, white, and blue, just like you and I do. And again, they're being ignored. And let me tell you why they're being ignored. I mentioned this last week, but I, but you didn't hear that either. I want I want to tell you again, because those are not human beings. That they represent four electoral college votes. That that that's that's what they mean to politicians. That's what they that's what they mean to the federal government. That's what they mean to the Biden administration. The reason Joe Biden can do multiple uh, multiple vacations, Rehoboth Beach and and Lake Tahoe, before he goes out to visit the people of of Maui is because they don't represent human beings. That's not the 856 or however many it is missing human beings. To the Biden administration, they represent four electoral college votes. Therefore, they're not important. They've been marginalized. They don't care. That's To answer your question to the girl who was asking that, um, that's why you're put in the back pocket. That's why they don't care. Because your, your lives are no more important than four electoral college votes uh play the clip um play the clip actually let's let's back up brandon i want to go to four i want to go to four let's get let's get the opinion of the uh the federal emergency management uh fema i mean those guys are always on the ball i mean i hope to god if i'm ever in a tragedy and i need government assistance i hope fema comes to rescue me because then i'll know to go ahead and eat a bullet all right play clip number four the president has faced some criticism from Republicans because he spent about five days not talking about this as many as many of the devastating images and, and numbers were coming. Do you think the Republican criticism of the president's willingness to talk about this in public or lack thereof is fair criticism? You know, what I can tell you is the president directed me to go to Maui to assess the damage, meet with the governor, meet with the local officials, you know, giving me the opportunity and the space to make sure that I can understand what's going on. And then I report back to the president. I was in complete communication with him throughout this event. Now, you know, Deneen there, who's the head of FEMA, I don't know, you know whatever her, I don't know. Another diversity hire, if you ask me, um, and I, I could say some mean things that I think are funny, but in this case, I'm going to let it go. Um, she's the same one who did the press conference, uh, remoted in with Corinne Jean-Pierre last week. And when they were asking her about missing people, she's like, eh, I don't have a comment on that. I don't I don't you know, there's nothing I can say about that right now um, about Biden's response. Again, all of this is a cop out. They're covering for the president. And, and, and again, Joe Biden. Hear me when I say this. Joe Biden ultimately doesn't matter. It's the administration. It's what Joe Biden represents. That's what matters. And the fact that he is an empty suit, he's a politician that's playing games with people's lives. Um, and again, they're not going to take any blame for it. They're doing everything they can to cover not only for Joe Biden, but to even cover for these fires. Play clip number um Play, let's do let's do five and six. Play play clip number five first. Go ahead. You say that we have to ask the Hawaii officials for the count, but you also say that you are working with them. I think it's hard for people to understand. You know, there are potentially a thousand people who have perished in this fire. How can we not know more about this this many days out? 
Yeah, again, we take all of our numbers from the local officials and we are supporting them with our teams to help better understand. And I think the unaccounted piece is just making sure that we're accounting for everybody that was reported um, as missing. And it could be that they are staying with family and friends and, and we haven't been able to contact them yet. There's a lot of different reasons on why people are unaccounted for. Yeah, yeah, there, there's a lot of different reasons. And, and her, her excuse there is, you know, maybe they're with family. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe they just decided to uh, get out of their car when it was melting out on the highway and walk across the island to Aunt, you know, Connie's house and just hang out with her. And we can't account for them. Again, they're going to play this thing down. Ah, we don't know why we can't account for these missing human beings. I mean, hundreds are missing. We don't, we don't really know. We don't really know. Um. And then you have the mayor of Maui, which, again, you go to my social media at Watch Chat on Twitter and watch the clip where these um, where these reporters are grilling this guy and saying, how many children in this number? How many children are missing? And he goes, "Uh, we we don't know. We don't know. And they're like, what do you mean you don't know? How, How do you not know? And. They're like, you're a joke of a mayor. I mean, they're literally telling this. I wish, I wish we had reporters on the on national level who would do this to Joe Biden and say, what you're saying is a joke. You're lying. You, you're a trash leader. And this mayor of Maui, they're like, you're, you're horrible. You've been hor- horrible for our, you know, our area. And you've done nothing but garbage since you've been in here. And, um, and they're not going to take any accountability for it. They're going to be, eh, I don't know. I mean, you know, we've got 800-something people missing. We don't know how many of them are children. And again, my conspiracy theory. Oh, the conspiracy theories run wild. And, uh, you know, like why, why were so many children killed in this thing? I'm like, well, you definitely didn't want any of the uh, next generation heirs that, uh, you know, would have a claim on this property that, you know, the big, uh, the big, uh, elitists out there corporate elites that are wanting to get their hands on this property for a long time we don't want anybody else that comes along and tries to make a claim on that so you say oh the government would never target children well they don't have a problem aborting a million unborn ones every year so i don't know why you think that the born ones uh the ones that are living and breathing have any special place in the hearts of americans america's political leaders Again, they, they've never given a regard for human life, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk I'm gonna go a little bit further on this because again I'm I want to paint for you the philosophy of this mindset, the fact that they just don't give a shit about you and me. They don't. All right, guys, um, <clears throat> go to a quick break. You uh, you've you've uh, heard about the liver health formula supplement. You have, some of you have ordered it. Uh, I, I know you have because they've now already sold over 2 million bottles of the liver health. Uh, it's popular. And you know why? Because the American Liver Foundation says that 100 million Americans have a fatty liver. So it's not surprising that many folks are searching for help. People nowadays, they throw everything at their livers. I mean, I mentioned the tequila earlier. Ooh, GMOs, cholesterol, alcohol, toxins. I took ibuprofen this morning, the statins, the cigarettes, the cigars, all the stuff. That's why so many people have a sluggish, fatty liver. And it makes us gain weight, makes you feel tired all the time. Now, for decades, your liver has helped you with over 500 key functions daily. It's time you help your liver. 
Liver Health Formula is an all-natural supplement which contains 12 clinically proven botanicals that help recharge and protect your liver. The listeners of my show can take advantage of the special offer. Try Liver Health Formula and you'll get a free bottle of Omega-3 to keep your heart healthy as well. So get on their happy customer list by visiting GetLiverHelp.com Chad and claim that free bonus gift. That's GetLiverHelp.com We'll be right back. All right. Um, they're not going to take any blame. They're not going to look at it and be like, ah, oh. which again, regardless of what caused the wildfire, and we can speculate on that, you know, no, I, at the end of the day, I don't think they were, you know, radiating energy from a satellite and purposefully setting a fire. But I do think it has been poor management um uh extremely dry um not only climate but just the conditions in maui which led to you know sort of the perfect storm when you now have you know a storm coming through with uh 70 80 mile an hour winds and everything is very dry and, and again it was it was a perfect storm for what happened again we can speculate on that this when we're looking at a tragedy of this size this is not the time to do that yet We've done that. We've speculated. But it's like I'm looking at this administration and what I really want to see happen is I want people's eyes to be open. I want them to see that what they voted for is a sham. Whether they, you know, because, again, you you have a lot of people who say, well, the elections, they were illegitimate. There's no way 81 million. No, you know, for a fact that a lot of people out there voted for Joe Biden simply because they didn't like Donald Trump. Now, there's not anybody out there wearing a Biden T-shirt. There's not a lot of Biden stickers on your bumper of your Subaru. Not a lot of Biden hats out there. There's not a lot of public support for Joe Biden. Um, But they voted against Trump and they wound up with an empty suit. Now, we can they could look they could look at it and say, hey, there were a lot of conditions that led to a very dangerous situation and circumstance that ultimately led to a wildfire that is now, you know, led to not only uh, well over 100 confirmed deaths, but. 800 and something people missing but what's their solution what's their solution oh rather than take any responsibility and try to look at what truly caused this so we can avoid it happening again no they got to go to uh they got to go to climate change play clip number six so just to be clear when you're talking about global warming are you saying that climate change amplified the cost of human error yes it did uh there's always going to be incredible things that people do to save lives from the firefighters, from citizens. And there's always going to be decisions that are made that I'm sure aren't perfect in the moment. Uh, And, but when you have fire that moved more than a mile a minute and what happened, I'm told by some of the survivors, they were at the initial fire. It was put out sometime late in the afternoon in Lahaina and then the firefighters had to go to three other fires that had started mm-hmm. because of the conditions. When they left, the fire stirred up again. And then when the storm winds from Dora, which were that strong, yeah. swept it out, it just destroyed everything. The mental gymnastics that someone has to go through. And you can see the wheels turning. I mean, the squirrel is literally running on the on the wheel there. The mental gymnastics that you have to go through to try to push an agenda like that and to say, oh, 
you know what you know what accounted for the human error in handling this uh, this crazy wildfire oh global warming climate change that's what led to more human error um that that's literally that's literally like saying you know why i wrecked my car it, it, i wrecked my car because i put the wrong uh wrong gasoline in it i put 93 in instead of the 89 <laughs> I mean, the, the mental reach that you got to go through to blame climate change, really? I mean, that's what we're going to do. And they double down on this crap. They double down on it. Uh, play, uh, play clip number, um, uh, which one was it, Brandon? 18. Play clip number, um, yeah, play that clip. 18. Severe 17. weather events are going to get more frequent and more severe. Um, Hawaii is a place um, that has experienced volcanic eruptions and tsunamis and hurricanes and tropical storms. And we've had a few wildfires, but nothing that uh, threatened uh, a whole city, um, nothing that flattened a whole city. And I just think this is the new normal for not just the state of Hawaii, but for the whole planet, for the whole country. So, you know, as we contend with increasing severe weather all the time, All right. So that's the new normal for Hawaii. So, you know what? You know, if that's the new normal, like if I'm living in a neighborhood that the new normal is that at any given time, 900 people could just get killed by a wildfire. I'm getting the F out of that neighborhood. Like it's time to move on. And again, if you listen to the narratives that these guys continue to espouse, it's, well, there's just too many people. We just have too many people. There's too many, you know, too big of a carbon footprint because there's the population has gotten so big. And I'm like, no, none of them are volunteering to go to Canada and kill themselves to reduce that. In fact, you know, these guys are, you know, jumping on their private jets and people who are the loudest about it, about climate change, they're still jumping on their private jets, going to, you know, all these places around the globe. Uh, how, how many private jets does Bill Gates have? Bill Gates has like, I think, eight private jets. I, I don't know why you need eight. I guess, you know, one for, you know, every day of the week and then an extra if, you know, if the tire goes flat on one of them. But these guys who preach this don't believe that. They don't believe that. So if that's the new normal, we're screwed. If the new normal is uh, is climate change, oh my God, there was a hurricane in San Diego. The first time a hurricane's made landfall in 80-something years. Oh my God, the sea is climate change. Um, or again, maybe, maybe it was just uh, rain. <laughs> maybe just a storm that spun off in that direction. Um, and, and again, like I said, I can tell you this, the weathermen in, in San Diego, they didn't have a clue what they were doing i mean when you when your job is to get on the news every day as a meteorologist in Sa san diego and say hey you know what the temperature today is 68 and uh, it feels like 68 back to you biff um that's not a hard job to do that's not a hard job to do they were wrong because i was there in real time i watched that weather event unfold that whole time they were wrong on everything the the, the, the hurricane and the storm was supposed to hit sunday morning about 3 30 in the morning Nothing. I, there, though, I got up at 3.30 in the morning, looked out the window of my hotel, the trees, the palm trees, and literally I was right on the coast. I could spit and hit the Pacific Ocean. The trees weren't moving at all. I woke up at 7 o'clock that morning. Trees weren't moving at all. They were wrong on everything, literally everything. And um, uh, so I'm not going to trust them on the climate change thing either. If you can't tell the weather 
for a 48-hour event, if you can't even tell me, just, just be a prognosticator to tell me when the storm is going to make landfall and when the rains are going to fall and the winds are going to come, um, damn, I mean, like, I want a refund on that hurricane. I was really expecting more danger. I went to 7-Eleven, you know, at midnight, Saturday night, and... I went and bought some junk food. I was ready to hunker down. I was ready to eat some crap. I wanted some smart food popcorn and a, and a refrigerator, you know, frozen burrito. I wanted, you know, I wanted to be able to eat my kind bars and drink my Diet Cokes and be able to say, you know what? I was doing it to survive. But it was so anticlimactic. You know how much of that shit I ate? None of it. None of it. I think I might have drank half of one of the Coke Zeros. Nothing. I want a refund. I want a refund on Hurricane Hillary because they had no clue what they're doing. So if you think that the that the that the uh, governor of Hawaii, MD, it can tell you what climate change is going to do, and then the other pinhead is going to sit there and tell you that's the new normal for places like Hawaii, I don't trust them. I don't believe them. You know what you need to do? You need to be safe. Did the sirens not going off? Did the emergency warnings not going off? And they didn't go off. Is that because of climate change too? I mean, you, you literally live on an island that has had violent eruptions, uh, that has had you know, major storms. You guys literally live at your own peril. Since the original people got off a boat and decided to settle in the Hawaiian Islands, they've lived there at their own peril. They understand the consequences, the threat, the potential things that could go wrong. But no, it's climate change. Trust me, it's climate change. All right, guys, uh, there has been a seismic shift in the legal system, an oppressive legal precedent in place since 1971 was recently overturned by the Supreme Court. And I love it. The Americans who benefit the most are people of faith. So we need to get the word out. It happened because there was a high school coach named Joe Kennedy. You've heard the story. He, uh, he'd take a knee in prayer on the field after games and then praying in public got him fired but the legal precedent that got him fired is now gone so to celebrate the victory my friends at first liberty institute created the first freedom challenge and we want people to fill local stadiums pray after the game just like coach kennedy on his first game back that's going to be friday september 1st now here are three things you can do pr to promote the first freedom challenge first thing sign up at rfia.org and commit to praying on September 1st. Two, record a short video message challenging people to take a knee in prayer with Coach Kennedy. Three, share your video on social media. Let the world know that the freedoms intended by our founding fathers, they're back. Join me. Take the first freedom challenge. Sign up at rfia.org. And we'll be right back. <laughs> Look at me. I even got my San Diego hoodie on right here. A little deal. I just can't get over it. I, we had a blast in San Diego. I'm going to tell you, it, it was a good time. Great people. Tons of people showed up for the shows, and they were fun, man. Those people are starving to death for a little bit of common sense, some conservative ideas and ideals. And I had the best time talking to so many people who said, you know what? We're doing everything we can to get out of this state. Um, and, and they, they mean it, dude, they're, they're on their way out. And, um, but we had a blast. We went over to Petco park. We watched, uh, San Diego, the Padres, uh, get beaten by the, uh, Arizona diamondbacks on Thursday night. It's such a beautiful, beautiful, um, 
park over there. But not real, you know, it's kind of interesting. Uh, There's a good crowd there at the baseball game, but those, that's like a place to go shop and eat. It's amazing how many people were just there to kind of shop and walk around and have a good time. Um, and not necessarily watch baseball. But, you know, different strokes, different folks. I, but we had a good time in San Diego and, and – um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to going back, honestly. I, and I know people say, oh, man, get out of that freaking state. No, no, there's still a remnant. There's still a remnant. And and, I, and those people matter. And I'm happy to go over there and, and have fun with those guys and hear their stories and hear what they're dealing with. It was the first time I'd been over there uh, to do a show since February of 2020. That was the last time I was in California for a show. Uh, it was the first time I'd been in the San Diego area in, I think, almost four years. So it was good to be back. And, and I plan to keep going. I plan to keep going back over there. Um, just good folks, crazy state, getting screwed by bureaucracy, and it's a mess. Um, and you hear those stories, and you realize that progressive ideas, the, the sort of kind of stuff that comes out of Gavin Newsom's head, it doesn't work. It screws the people that are underneath that regime. Joe Biden, no different. And again, Joe Biden's an empty suit. It's the progressives that are driving Joe Biden. It's the, he, he, Joe Biden doesn't know he's even president at this point. He, he doesn't know where he's at. I mean, he's walking down the street holding hands with Jill while they're screaming, let's go Brandon in Hawaii. And he's completely oblivious to all of it. He doesn't have a clue what's going on. He probably doesn't even realize what let's go Brandon stands for anymore. Um, and if you don't, if you don't believe that, if you, I mean, if you don't look at, I mean, CNN has started to call out Joe Biden. CNN has started calling out Hunter Biden. Um, as a matter of fact, play, uh, play clip number eight. Well, we've learned that uh, Joe Biden used at least three pseudonyms or fake names in emails that he was uh, receiving from people within the federal government, people that worked for him. And even more troubling than that. Maria, we've learned that uh, when he was receiving emails pertaining to Ukraine, his son Hunter was copied on him, which we've always heard that the White House has said that Hunter Biden wasn't an employee of the government. He wasn't any part of the government. They couldn't understand why House Republicans on the Oversight Committee were investigating Joe Biden and his son Hunter Biden because Hunter wasn't a part of the government. Well, if that were true, then why was he receiving emails from the government? This is obvious that Joe Biden abused his power as vice president for the sole purpose to protect his son, who was receiving millions and millions of dollars from this corrupt Ukrainian energy company. And this email ties Joe Biden and Hunter Biden into this corruption scheme without a shadow of a doubt. Yep, but let's indict Trump. A million more times um and and that's exactly what they're wanting to do i mean trump has already said that he will turn himself into the atlanta jail on thursday uh so maybe they're going to get what they want they're going to get a mug shot of trump uh they've already said that's what they're going to do um <coughs> but don't worry about the pseudonyms don't don't worry about emails to joe biden that copy hunter biden uh hang with me there brandon go over to clip number three I mean, the fact that CNN, that was Fox with Maria Bartiromo and, uh, and uh, Comer, but play clip number three. This is amazing. Watch it. Hunter Biden reported nearly $2.4 million in income in 2017 and $2.2 million in income in 2018, most of which came from Chinese or Ukrainian interests. But this, and this directly goes against what Joe Biden said in the debate in 2020 uh, with uh, Donald Trump. I mean, Trump was right. I mean, he did make a fortune from China and Joe Biden was wrong. 
I don't know that he was lying about it. He might not have been told by Hunter, but this blind spot is a problem. It's a problem, one, because Republicans aren't going to let it go, that's for sure. But also, these problems are continuing through the legal system. It's not as though this is something that's been settled in other jurisdictions and Republicans are just harping on it. It is an ongoing thing in our courts. It's not going anywhere. This is a blind spot. Does it concern you as a Democrat? Well, I think dads have sometimes and parents sometimes have blind spots about their kids, for sure, and the president may be no exception. But nothing has tied the president to any of Hunter Biden's dealings. There's no whiff <laughs> of him being involved or him being implicated. The level of bullshit. <laughs> but for, for Jake Tapper, you know, to say, yeah, I know Trump was right uh, on this deal. Um, wow. Um, Trump was right in regards to Hunter. And then they're going to say, well, the reason it's not going to go away is because Republicans, Republicans aren't going to let it go away. And nor should they. Nor should they. Stick it in their face, man. And then uh, you, you saw the clip. Play Real quick, play clip number one, please. This, this is a little bit off topic, but here's, here's what happens when you have people who, you know, Biden supporters, whatever. Larry Elder, perfect spokesman, did just stick it back in their face. Play clip number one. Joe Biden has lied for decades about his civil rights record, claiming that he desegregated movie theaters and restaurants in, in Wilmington, Delaware, when he didn't, any, didn't do any of that. He lied and said that he tried to visit Nelson Mandela during apartheid South Africa. He did not. And he came in here and told you you aren't even black and let you think a certain kind of way. It seems to me that should have been a wake-up call for you, but it wasn't, apparently. Yeah, I mean, you know, for the record, I'm not a Democrat. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think, say you were. I, yeah, I think both. I don't know what you are. I, I never yeah, even I, asked you about your party affiliation. Yeah, I think, I'm just saying, you, but you are black. And, and to have a white guy come in here and tell you you have to say, uh, think a certain kind of way, otherwise you, quote, ain't black? Wow. How should I have replied to him, you think? What I just now said, how dare you insult me and tell me I, I think as, as a human being, let alone as a black person? I don't tell you how to think, Joe Biden. How dare you come in here and tell me how, to, how I, I, I should think? I'm going to vote for Donald Trump if I want to vote for Donald Trump. And, and if I want to vote for Donald Trump, it does not make me not black. 20% of black people, black men, as I said, voted for Donald Trump in 2020. Are they not black now? So only 80% of black people, black men walking around are really black, 20% are not, because they voted for Donald Trump. How insulting is that? How condescending is that? Mm. I, I mean, you're yeah. probably right, but I didn't take it in that way. As well, I, I said, did. As I said to him in that moment, you know, it's just about me wanting something for my people. And I want to know what is he going to do for my people? And not only for my people now, how are you going to atone for the things you've done to my people? Right. That's it. Right. And this is a guy, uh, Joe Biden, who, when he first got into the Senate, hung out with segregationists, talked about how well, he, how well he got along with them. I uh, talked about how he didn't want integration because of a jungle. Uh, this guy has made Absolutely. all sorts of insulting things to black people. And his policies right now are hurting black people. Inflation hurts the people at the bottom more than anything else. Letting a bunch of illegal aliens under, into the border are hurting black people more than anybody else, as I said earlier. He opposes uh, school choice when he has his own kids in private school. And we lost a year, almost two years of in-school education in California because of COVID that he supported. I mean, this guy has done monstrous things to black people. And then for him to come in here and tell you how you ought to think as a black person, it blew my mind. And that, my friends, is how you change culture right there. You just put it right back in their face with facts, with the numbers, with the points that uh, Larry Elder just made. Absolutely shuts down the argument. All right. Hang tight. We'll be right back. All right, guys, all this week and next, I'll be here in Nashville in the studio. Thanks for tuning in. Tell your friends to tune in as well. Go give us a rating 
five stars and review wherever podcasts are offered and uh, let us hear from you. So uh, if you have not yet subscribed to Blaze TV, go to blazetv.com slash Chad, use promo code Chad so you can be sure to get not only the content that Blaze as an independent broadcaster brings you, but also the shows, this show's overtime segments, which you can only get on Blaze TV. Uh, so make sure you do that. I want to say a special thanks to, to Rob and and Joe and Brandon and all the crew uh, that have made this possible to accommodate me to be able to be in Nashville for some other projects that we have going on that are pretty exciting. But uh, this is fun. This is good. I like to see how the, you know, the king lives here. Jason Whitlock. This is a nice studio. I need one of these at the house. All right. We will be back tomorrow, Wednesday. Be sure to tune in. We love you. God bless you. We'll talk to you then. Bye. (laughs) 